good Sunday morning. I'm Jaden Jefferson and welcome to this week's Community Focus. This morning I'm joined by Andy Cole of the Toledo Area Regional Transit Authority, also known as TARDA. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. So recently TARDA launched Route 33. So this is a route that better serves Toledo's Junction Inglewood neighborhood. So I'm noticing there is starting to be a trend of more outreach happening. And even next week, you guys are going to be hosting a meeting to talk expanding service right. in Oregon. So why right. is it so important to have this outreach happening and why is it happening? Well, to be honest, it, it, with TARDA Next, uh, with the, the redesign we're going through, uh, we've put our CEO, Laura Kaprowski, has put a particular focus on getting everybody's opinion at first. We can't build a system that serves people if we don't know where they're going, when they're going there, where they want to go. And so the uh, improvements that have happened in the last couple of years have come directly from those face-to-face -face conversations with, with uh, customers, with community leaders, with business leaders, people interested in, in where TARDA goes and what TARDA is doing. And that's a lot of where Route 33 came in uh, because that serves a couple of neighborhoods that we, you know, they've been, you could get to a bus from them, but they've been underserved neighborhoods and connects them, you know, connects them now with South Toledo and with other opportunities and, and just basically gives more people a chance to get a look at what Toledo, what Toledo has to offer, expands where they can go shopping, expands where they can work. And Tarda has also made plenty of leadership moves as well. Just this week, Rick Bailey was named the Chief Customer yeah. Experience and Mobility Officer. So what exactly does that role entail? We're thrilled to have Rick here. Rick's got a, Rick's got a history of, um, just a documented history of helping transit systems perform at their best. He's been at it for about 15 years. He was part of a redesign, the redesign that we're going through right now. He was part of one in Dayton, helped them develop their, their systems. He comes to us from uh, south, from Sorda in Cincinnati. Um, his role is going to entail uh, customer care, obviously, mobility management, and uh, TARPs, our paratransit, uh, our paratransit business. It's a, it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's always a lot to handle. That position's, that position's a difficult one, but it's, it's, you know, again, we've, we put a lot of focus on customer care, and so that's something he's going to be, he's going to be working with, and he's also going to be working with, uh, with TARPs, which is, uh, I think, a fantastic service and helps, uh, you know, people who have mobility challenges get around, you know, get around better, develop independence, work where they'd like, take advantage of things in Toledo the way, you know, the way everyone else can. It's, it's it removes a barrier to uh, to our paratransit customers for for being able to do that. And so it's an incredibly important role for us. TARPS is, is, is a fantastic service and we obviously want to keep it that way. And, uh, you know, I think Rick Bailey's talent, his abilities and his just commitment just a documented history of, of commitment to customer service is going to help us keep those those services where they need to be. There's this conversation regarding public transportation and improving right. public transportation because it seems in this country we have this big emphasis on cars and getting everywhere with a car. But in terms of public transit transportation like bus services, why is it so important to improve that and improve access to public transportation? Well, it's uh, in, in particular with, um, you know, with inflation where it is and, and just budgets in general where they are, we feel like it's important. And, I, you know, it, and I, I feel like it's important in terms of public transportation to give everybody a chance to to take part in 
what Toledo has to offer. Uh, the Route 32 that we've extended out to Holland and Spring Meadows is a good example of that. There's employers uh, near that Spring Meadows area that still have now hiring signs up and when they're hiring, we'd like those businesses to be able to take advantage of our entire workforce, not just the folks with two well-operating cars, not just the people with, um, you know, not just the people who live in that area, but everyone who wants to put in a good day's work and, and you know, should have that option to be able to apply for those jobs. And so it's, you know, and not just jobs, you know, shopping, connecting with their families, really anywhere they've got to go in their day-to-day -day lives. It's not something we feel like budget should limit. And so we've worked hard to make, you know, to keep public transportation affordable and to make it as, as, as good as we can. And again, we're not done yet. You know, there's still things we're building on. We understand there's still a lot of, of challenges with, with taking public trans transportation, but that's something we've made some steps on in the last couple of years. And I think we're going to continue to make progress with. Yesterday was Earth Day, and one great thing about public transportation, especially bus services, is that they reduce the amount of vehicles on the road, which obviously put their own things into the environment. Right. So in terms of environmentally aspect of this, why is public transportation so great for the environment, and why should we make more investments in bus service? Well, if you've got four or five people on a bus or three or four, you know, three to five people on a bus or 10 people on a bus, no matter how many there are, it's one less, you know, it's one less car that's out there. So again, it's, it's incremental, but it is, it is good for the, uh, for the environment. It's one of the most effective things people can do to reduce their, their carbon footprint, reduce traffic congestion, and just, you know, improve air quality, conserve energy, things of that nature. At this, at the same time, we're looking forward to a future where we have electric vehicles. It's something we've been preparing for, and it is a long-term project. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's it's you know they're they're not um, you know it's a it's it's a it's a process that's going to take a long time because it's not you know it's not it's taking time for every public transportation industry across the country. It's not something they were just going to be able to flick a switch with, but we are making preparations for that where you've got a couple of electric uh, paratransit vehicles arriving later this year. It's in our long-term plans to, to just keep building on that and to, to just make it to, 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 to make TARDA's electric capabilities a little bit more. I can't give you a specific date as to when all this is going to happen. It's going to take time. But then again, that's the encouraging thing about some of the improvements we've made in the last couple of years is that we've been deliberate with our, we haven't just jumped into anything. We've made these changes that our customers wanted and that our community leaders wanted, um, but we've taken time to do things the right way. I'd look for us to continue to do that. And so in terms of, uh, I think I think public transportation is a benefit to the environment just as it is. Again, fewer cars on the road. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, as we, as we look towards an electric future, that's going to be something that continues to be and, and is more so the case. And we talk about this TARDA future plan, you're talking long term and about especially, you know, electric vehicles being something that's coming mm -hmm. to the market and becoming more available by the day. But overall, what does TARDA's future look like in terms of environment, the environment, talking about the different neighborhoods that you guys are trying to reach? Let's kind of go into that plan. I think it's it's going to be, you know, it's again, it's a process. We've, we've been going about it uh, deliberately, but uh, the things we've done already to help the service in terms of bringing Sunday service back in terms of uh, the, the Tarta Flex microtransit uh, service, uh, the on-demand service, things of that nature. I think um, we've already shown inability to, 
just listen to what customers want. And that's what I would expect from the future in the in, you know, from us in in the next few years is continuing to change our system and make adjustments here, adjustments there based on what our customers want, what they need. Uh, one of the things we hear most frequently is a need for is a need for frequency, you know, cutting down on on the time to wait for buses. And that's something that varies community to community, depending on how big you know, how big your system is. One of my favorite things about living in Chicago was that if you missed a bus, yeah, it stunk, but you waited another 15 minutes, there'd be another bus. We're not there yet, obviously. It's been, you know, but but it's it's something we're cutting down. You know, we're cutting down on uh, Route 32 and 33. A lot of them cover a lot of a lot of those routes and the newer the newer things we're doing cover what used to be Route 28. And route 28 was a route where you would have to wait three hours for the next bus. There's service every hour on a lot of those stops now, and that's something I would I would expect us to continue. Frequency is important to our to our our customers, and I think another thing that's important to them is having a safe place to wait for the bus. We've got some new shelters out there. There's different things we're going to be doing in in the next few months with uh, with where people can wait, and that's something I would anticipate continuing you know continuing too. And then just adjusting the service to cover all of Lucas County based on where people need to go, what they need to do. We, we'd like everybody in Lucas County to have access to public transit. Again, we understand that, that uh, you know, people love their cars. And I, I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who do, but we want everyone, whether they've got a car or not, to be able to have access to everything this place has to offer. And I'm sure, as is the case with any industry, TART is probably facing challenges, especially in that public transportation space. So what would you say are the biggest challenges that are facing the Toledo Area Regional Transit Authority? Well, um, I, I think any public transportation agency is faced by challenges of the, that the needs of a customer, you know, the needs of a customer uh, change. Uh, the business landscape isn't going to look the same 10 years from now as it does now. So as we change things and as we set up to get people to where they're going now, 10 years from now, it might not look the same. It might, it might, you know, it might get antiquated. So just staying on top of things, uh, consulting with our business leaders, our community leaders, and our customers, and making sure that everybody's, you know, that everybody's happy, that everybody's pleased, and that we can get people to as many, as many places uh, as we can is great. Funding is always a challenge if you're a public agency. And that's something that, um, you know, that's something, but I, I think we've shown an ability in the last couple of years to, um, you know, on what budget we have to fit into that and to recover from a lot of years of underfunding and add new services that do benefit people, um, which included, you know, the on-demand microtransit, uh, uh, bringing in new vehicles to replace ones that are past their useful life. Things like that hadn't been easy with the, you know, with budget that, that TARDA's not on. It continues not to be easy. You know, but we've, you know, I, I feel like we've shown an ability that the organization has shown an ability in the last couple of years to make the most of what they had to the benefit of the customer. So it's safe to say that funding continues to be the big thing here. So in terms of getting some of that support, where is it going to come from? Well, a lot of our, you know, a lot of it comes from um, a lot of it comes from federal and state grants. And we continue to aggressively apply for those when they, you know, when they come up. Um, in terms of that's, you know, the on-demand, that's a big part of where the on, funding for the on-demand uh, system came from and, and things like that. And we've got a, a really hardworking group of people around here who look out for those grants and apply for those grants on a, on a regular basis. While, it, while the funding's available, 
it is you know it is something we want to we want to use to to uh, to improve the service and to and to help people out. There's another thing uh, as part of the, uh, the of issue 12, um, which changes it changed our our funding structure to a sales tax a couple of years ago. Part of that was funding to each individual community involved in TARDA to work on things that would improve transit, not just for us, but for everyone. Things like better curbs, better sidewalks, better, you know, just uh, improved lighting, anything that would help commuters. And so that's, you know, that's a that's some funding that's that's going out to the communities that are partnered with us, uh, Toledo, Maumee, Rossford. Um, it's, it's called a, light funding and it's something that's that's really you know i i think i i'd look for the communities to do a lot with that funding in the future it's it's not you know it's something that came out of of the levy but it's going to end up helping not just people who take public transportation but everybody who is around those streets or those corners and, and can take advantage of them. And we wouldn't be talking about serving the public unless we were talking about funding that's for sure well andy cole of tarda thank you so much for your time Jaden, thanks so much. Have a great Sunday. Thank you. You too. And that's this week's Community Focus. Have a great week.